0: You are now listening to The Jason D'Amico Show. Greetings, folks. Welcome back to The Jason D'Amico Show. And uh, as always, we've got a very special guest with us. And he is a Nashville-based guitarist for hire that plays for various country pop rock artists in both live settings as well as studio session work after proving himself to be a competent musician in North Carolina from years of gigging with various bands, acoustic duos, and solo gigs. He's made the move to Nashville in June of 2019 to be a full-time session guitarist. And he happens to be a good friend of mine, and it's good to catch up with him. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Dave Myrino. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you, my friend. I love. I should have said this earlier. I love the hair, man. Oh, thank you
1: too. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise.
0: It's so. deceiving. Mine's like three times longer than it appears because I have some yeah. product in it right now. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I try to would fluff be like it up here if I
0: try to do. I don't even know if that's possible with my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's what you got to do.
0: Right, right.
1: Part of the look. So
0: yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, 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 Did you ever see the pictures of when I was in the? Uh, I was in that like Chinese film, and it was it was like in theaters in China, but they filmed. Oh, really. In New York. Yeah, I gotta send you. I gotta send you a picture after this. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, because it was like the same length as this, and they it was a punk rock thing. Nice. They literally had to bring it up to there and it took like an hour and a half to Yeah. It was it was nuts. Like I thought my That's hair funny. was gonna disintegrate. Should bring it back. <laughs> yeah, an hour and a half worth of prep time. It took three people. Yeah, worth it. Crazy. Crazy. So uh and and speaking of crazy, crazy times that we're in with, crazy times, yeah. You know, um this quarantine situation and uh you know, we'll we'll get into that. I I do want to start with your beginning stages as far as you as a player. And, yeah. Uh, I mean we we've, we've been jamming on and off for a few years at hangouts right. yeah. and you know hanging hanging out in North Carolina. Um, right. Just walk me through how you got started on guitar and and some of the influences from the beginning.
1: Uh, so from the very beginning, it started. So my uncle would play piano for me when I was like, before I could speak or anything, and he would play Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Right. And he always tells the story now, is basically when he would come home from work, I would point at the piano. I, piano, I couldn't say anything, but I'd be like, you know, play Somewhere Over the, over the Rainbow. <laughs> I was trying to say that, essentially. And he always tells that story. So I always kind of had that passion or, from a young age. Uh, as far as guitar, I probably picked, picked up a guitar around 10 years old and kind of always messed with it. Uh, But it really wasn't until when I was a freshman in high school. And when I was a freshman in high school, there's guitar classes at uh, the high school I went to Green Hope. Uh, So I was in guitar one and it was kind of through those classes that I realized that, you know, I kind of had this, this gift, I guess you could say, Um, just kind of stood out. And that's when I really, really got into it when I was in high school because I was learning both in school and I, I just developed a big passion for it and I started becoming more known as a guitar player I guess and and then my influences when I was in high school early high school was very much like finger style acoustic stuff of like uh, Tommy Emmanuel and all that kind of stuff um, but then when I was a senior in high school I started Uh, with an acoustic duo with my friend, Rory, John, Zach, and we were Dave and Rory, Rory. And we played a (laughs) bunch of, uh, (laughs) we played a bunch of country music and covers and all that kind of stuff. But ever since then I've loved, uh, you know, I'm a big John Mayer fan.
0: Uh, Oh yeah, for sure, man. You and I both.
1: Yeah. Big John Mayer fan grew up listening to classic rock. I love country too. And I love a whole lot of stuff like that. So,
0: yeah. What, um, and here
1: here we are now. So Right right. So I, I was gonna I, I was feel like, like I skipped a few steps. <laughs>
0: well no, I was gonna say uh stick on the John Mayer thing for a second because you know a lot of uh I, I think a lot of folks would agree with me, including yourself. He really did re-spark that that guitar energy into the pop absolutely. field. You know, absolutely I remember back in uh two when I started high school, it was like oh eight And uh, Continuum was out for a couple of years and it just totally disrupted everything. I think in a really positive way, Uh, you know, just blues, great songwriting, not overproduced. Uh, Right. Your thoughts on, on his playing and just his, his songwriting, which I'm sure will be positive because you and I both are heavily. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the best thing about John Mayer is his ability to speak to a large audience through like his guitar playing, you know, because I feel like his real passion is very much just like, like the straight up blues, you know, but like, obviously he's not going to have an audience as big as he does. If like, he just pursued that from the get go, you know, so I I think it's amazing how he started from uh, just playing acoustic, releasing solo acoustic albums or not albums, but you know what I mean? Yeah. coming out with singles like your body's a wonderland and stuff to get you know to where he's at now so he could really pursue what he's into you know which i think is really cool and he just made his playing and songwriting and everything very conversational and just something that people want to listen to which i think is awesome
0: do you have a favorite record of his
1: Uh, i really like like the Paradise Valley era. yeah. I yeah. like that kind of stuff a lot as well as born and raised. I think, I think that no, stuff's really later cool stuff then. Yeah. Like, exactly. of course I love the early stuff too. Like I, I love that stuff, but I think, I don't know something about like Paradise Valley. Yeah. It's just, like that Western vibe. That's really cool. So, yeah.
0: Well, I, one could argue that if it wasn't for the vocal cord issues, he probably yeah. never would have made that record. Cause I, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, him being out there at the ranch, that was when he wrote, I yeah. think, that record.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Going to Montana, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: What What other influences? Uh, I, I I would assume SRV a little bit, right? Yeah, SRV, Jimi Hendrix, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, but what I really grew up on was, uh, so my dad listened to a ton of like ACDC and Led Zeppelin. So, you know, I like that was like the earliest stuff that, you know, just came into my mind from a young age of just hearing the records all the time. And then my mom was more into like James Taylor and that kind of stuff. And I really enjoy that kind of music too, like the more soft acoustic stuff and yeah. kind of both of those, you know, yin and yang, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, yeah, those, those are some of the influences that I grew up on.
0: So. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit more about a uh, creative process for you as far as, you know, yeah. writing, coming up with riffs. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's evolved over the years. You know, yeah. I, I can speak for myself where a lot of things you, you can honestly just orchestrate in your head you know how it's going to translate because yeah you've you've, you have the experience on the instrument yeah um yeah i mean just you know creative process anything that that's just jiving with you lately or the last year or two you know oh well for the
1: most part so like i'm very much like a guitar player first you know so for me it really starts with the music so much like the actual music behind it so uh, sometimes I'll just hear like a guitar part in my head and play it, or other times it's just my fingers that come up with it. Essentially, right. it's just the fingers. Um, but for me, and I don't do too much songwriting right now, but but I do do some. Uh, but for me, uh, it definitely starts with the guitar. You know, it starts with coming up with a cor- chord progression, and then coming up with a a riff or melody. That goes on top of that, and you know, I'm I'm very much just more into the music side of it. So I love to play with like logic and come up with you know all the parts and try to right, you know, just have it built and let it build off of each other. Essentially,
0: you have a favorite so. chord. <laughs> a That's a good question, question. but no, I that, like I just feel like to ask it.
1: I love, I love the chord. So it's like a F sharp minor, but you let the E and B string ring. Right. You know what I'm talking about?
0: I love yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like the Alice and Chains uh, yeah. situation. Yeah. I really, I really love open chords like
1: that. So whether it's, it's that one or just, you, you could do the whole thing in the key of E major, right. you know, like, you know, the A bar chord with the E and B and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I The more open a chord is, the more, I tend to like it, so yeah. yeah. That that's that's the chords that I like.
0: <laughs> that's cool. So it's it's, it's unfortunate that uh, capos have to be involved at some point if you yeah. want to change the key and have yeah. the same Absolutely. timbre.
1: Absolutely, yeah. the The whole open string thing is is very reliant on just being in one of those keys, whether like one of the open keys, essentially. You right. Know? So. But every, that's the cool thing about guitar is that every key kind of has its own personality to it. Right. Like different things you could, you could do like right. different chords. You could do that sound cool in this key versus a different, and when I mean, uh, key, I mean more like shape of chord because obviously there's capos, you know, so you could play the key of B capo two, like a, you know, like, mm. but what I mean is like the shape of chord, you know? So yeah, every shape it. of chord has a cool, different thing about it. So.
0: I've been getting into more like keyboards lately. Um, awesome. As far as just, you know, having some in between shooting podcasts and doing everything else with the business during yeah, COVID, uh, kind of doing some blues harmonica and some nice. blues piano playing. Nice. And, uh, yeah, same thing with the keyboard to a certain extent. Where, especially with the blues scale, there's certain, you know, like C and B flat and yeah. E, those yeah. keys are very friendly, kind of like where A and E are really, like E is just so friendly on guitar. G is very yeah. friendly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they're, they're kind of intertwined. But it's, yeah. you know, there are certain keys that really speak on guitar. Yeah, absolutely. In in their own personalities. It's a great way to put it. I never thought of it that way before. Like each one has their own.
1: Yeah, personality. Different things you could do with it.
0: Do you, so are you usually in standard tuning?
1: Yeah, typically, uh, especially on electric, usually always standard. Right. Sometimes I'll drop. I know know you play an E flat a lot. Um, of course, that has I like play, a different- I
0: play in everything these days, man. It's yeah. strange. Like, it just, yeah. it's all based on the vocal and where it sits. Right. I did, dude, I did the one I'm mixing right now is in D standard. Yeah. With drop C. Nice. So, and it, it really has a, huh. it's got a growl to it. Yeah. And it's all, it's all, uh, there's no electric guitars on it. It's all acoustics and bass and drums and vocal and, and keyboards.
1: So you got a big,
0: deep, flat seven chord, essentially. It's yeah, well, uh just open, open C, basically yeah basically, yeah
1: yeah, gotcha. cool. Yeah. that's awesome.
0: but again it's it it just didn't sound right in any other key.
1: yeah. that's awesome. yeah, so
0: So standard
1: yeah um, sorry i forgot you know
0: two guitar players and
1: yeah so anyways mainly standard on electric but acoustic i do love it's of course really fun to do the open tunings like dad gad or right uh just open d like you strum the strings and you play a d chord you know and of course that stuff is super fun and and of Going back to growing up on like Led Zeppelin, when you listen to their acoustic stuff, mm-hmm. um, it's very, it's got a lot of that open tuning to it. And that's kind of where it started for me,
0: the open tuning stuff. So, yeah, Zeppelin is, whew, yeah, man, yeah, layers and layers and layers of knowledge in those records. Oh, absolutely. Incredible. Absolutely. I mean, so. I never really had much respect for Paige until I realized that. Uh, he basically produced everything, or co-produced with the engineers, yeah. and really created the sounds. And I, I love his playing. Yeah. Um, it, it was, but that was really what, what granted the respect. You know, yeah. for me, it was always like in that era, it was Clapton and uh, yeah, Hendrix. But he's yeah. whole other, whole other level production.
1: I think it's really cool how that band was kind of formed, you know, so Jimmy Page was like a session player. Uh, and then after doing that for years, he formed like a super group essentially and kind of took over the world with that one. So, right. I think that's really cool.
0: There's a really great video of them playing. I don't know where it was, but it was, it's like black and white, really gritty. And yeah, uh, it was around the first album era so yeah like 68 69 yeah. whenever that came out, and uh, man, so like they were a blues band, yeah, yeah. before they really I mean that that first record is just straight up blues, right right You know, it's cool. Yeah, they're awesome. So one of the things I love about your playing is it's very clear, it's very, yeah. very clean um very polished how yeah you're welcome man uh how how was was that on purpose or is that just kind of your natural voice kind of walk Uh, walk us through that process of you know how that came to be
1: i kind of have a theory or philosophy that like the music that you play no matter what instrument or anything you do like you pick up a lot what you really appreciate to listen to in general. So for me, like I'll listen to a whole song or guitar solo and there's going to be one lick and it's going to be like a simple thing, but really tasteful. And that's the, that's the one thing that I'm like, Oh, I want to learn that, you know? And like, it comes more naturally, you know, that I feel like that's always been a little bit more of my, my style is kind of playing a little bit less and just trying to make it tasteful. And, speak for itself you know and i I really think that comes from just when i listen to the actual song that's that's the note or riff or whatever that speaks to me the most you know so i've never been much of a a shredder even though at times i've been like oh that would be cool to learn like like how to sweep you know kind of thing (laughs) uh but that's never what's like drawn me as a listener you know it's a bitch
0: to maintain
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll tell so, you. Yeah. So it's never drawn me as a listener, so I feel like naturally, um, I'm just I can't get around it too much naturally. Right. So right. N- that's kind of my philosophy on
0: No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um and the finger picking too. Yeah. What uh any major influences with that? I know that John Mayer like does both very proficient.
1: Well, yeah well that started that started as you know the finger style acoustic stuff you know that's that's how I started playing guitar a lot was playing acoustic guitar and playing like these arrangements of songs that I guess you could say was pretty technical uh, but it just used all the fingers you know it was a finger style acoustic thing right. and and that translated to electric guitar, you know playing with your fingers I, I do the hybrid picking a lot, you know mm-hmm. so um that kind of thing. And of course, John Mayer does the like really funky right hand, uh, finger picking stuff. And I do try to emulate that too, I guess. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Did you ever get into Mark Knopfler at all?
1: Uh, I, I do love his playing for sure. I know a couple of his songs. Um, I should learn more
0: though. Cause really good. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He him and John Mayer to me are some yeah. of the best. Like yeah. I don't know I don't know what style you would call that, but it's yeah. I mean, it's obviously finger picking, but it's more of that yeah. percussive. Very yeah. Finger picking thing. It's almost like keyboard esque.
1: Yeah. That that's gotta be one of John Mayer's biggest influences, if you think about it, you know, that that's that Stratocaster on the fifth or second position or fourth and second position. Right. Just really percussive, funky, right? You know, clean.
0: So is four is for the one down? What? Uh, which which I, one is one for you? One is where the neck is, right? For you, honestly.
1: <laughs> usually, I, usually, I just call it by neck, neck bridge, to
0: bridge. Middle,
1: yeah, you know, but I, I think it's technically bridge is one. I think
0: that uh, but that, that one where it's right before the bridge. For me it's, it's yeah, like yeah. the the fourth one away from you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's nasty, man. Oh yeah. Like, oh. It's cool. Very. Well, classic uh, Strat tones. Yeah, I mean guitars. What are you what are you playing these days as far as uh, cuz you you playing. and I were both into the strats yep. for a while, yep. but I've I know we have both expanded to a certain degree.
1: Uh, my newest guitar is a telecaster i got a a sir telecaster it's called classic t yeah it's on instagram and i love that thing um that thing's awesome you know it's kind of like when you moved to nashville you know it's very much a teletown. town you don't you don't have to play a telecaster but it's very much the sound and right but it wasn't so much me like so much conforming to that but it was more like when I started playing full band situations a lot more, I kind of realized how much I like the bridge pickup, you know, and, and I was playing that a strat, you mm-hmm. know, cause I was playing the, the strat before and I was, if I was playing a four hour gig or excuse me, any gig, I would be on the bridge for most of the time, you know, just, just because when, with all the stage volume and all that, you could just hear it clearest, you right. know, um, And I was kind of realizing I'm I'm developing to be more of a telecaster player just because I like this bridge pickup so much more. I'm I'm playing more country music and and then so in December, a few months ago, I got the Sur Classic T and that thing is amazing. Amazing. (laughs) So Uh,
0: Sur is just like uh, I don't know if I've ever played one, but they're they look really smooth. It's incredible.
1: (laughs) It's incredible. And it's one of those things. You know, I, I always kind of thought that Sir like had the stigma of being more of like a shredder thing, you know, because their players is more more right. shredder type players. But but that Telecaster is just amazing traditional sound and it just plays amazing. Yeah. sounds great. I think the bridge pickup on it has is the best sounding Telebridge pickup I've heard personally and it's just a great guitar. You know, I I I thought it was more of a shredder thing, but <laughs> till I till I played one, I was like, "Oh, this is just it's just a really good guitar." So. Right. Yeah. So yeah, mainly tellies
0: today. That's cool. Yeah, I've got a few um, Yeah. Oh, I have a I've got a semi hollow body telly right here. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's uh it's fun. You know, the the Telecaster, what really turned me on to the Telecaster was Andy Sumner's playing with the police. Yeah. And um, seeing Prince obliterate everybody on the, right. uh, you you know, the video that I'm talking about. Yeah. With Tom Petty and all that. Yeah. That's, it's just like, it's, that to Uh, me is, is just, you want to talk about a total (laughs) shutdown? Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah no that's a amazing performance so
0: what uh what amps are you into these uh, days uh what i've
1: had since i moved to nashville is just uh, a deluxe reverb blackface 65 reissue oh cool i've been using that it just i got it because i was using the the helix the line six helix for a little bit just a little bit
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: but and Something about it I just never stuck with me so much. Right. You know, versus having the real amp, uh just with the tubes, you know, just on the edge of breakup. Something about it. Yeah. But but yeah, since I moved to Nashville, I've been playing a deluxe reverb, which is great because it does you're clean and it takes it's just a good pedal platform amp and anyone, it's it's an inaccessible amp, you know, you can go is to a guitar that, center um, and get
0: it. Is that the twenty two watt? One by 12. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I, I had one. It was, it was, wait, was it a blackface? Wait, I think, I think I have the, I think I had the same amp. I think yeah. I did. did you ever yeah. play through that? Um, uh, the
1: one that I had? I'm not sure. I know you had the, the, the Blues Junior. I remember that. Blues
0: Junior. Yeah. I had, I had the Deluxe, the 22 watt. I sold it. I had a Fender Twin. Yeah. Loud as hell, man. Oh, I bet. Ended up ended up selling it um, <laughs> just to reinvest in other things, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, I don't know. I just, I went down this Marshall tangent five years ago and I can't seem yeah. to like get out of it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though. That's awesome. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting out of this Marshall hole, man.
1: Hey, that. It's not a bad place to be. No. Nah. <laughs> that's cool. So it's really tone. Cool.
0: Tone in general, you said, um, like a good staging amp. Uh, I know that yeah. you you are into the pedals a little bit. Yeah, not yeah. Crazy, um, you know, football yeah. field amount of gear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Square footage, but as far as like you know, maybe maybe a couple of pedals you want to talk about, or just you know what what your sound is. Uh,
1: yeah. So I actually just rebuilt my pedal board like since the beginning of this quarantine a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago. <laughs> I rebuilt it. Uh, it's a lot cleaner now, but a couple of pedals that are my go-to standards uh, is an exotic AC booster, which is an overdrive. It's more of a lighter medium crunch overdrive. And that's been my go-to for since I moved to Nashville. Uh, that's it's been my go-to. It's just a great overdrive. It's got the – it just works in a lot of situations and works really well on the bridge pickup. Uh, so that's a great one. Um, the King of Tone, Prince of Tone. Are you familiar with those by Analog Man?
0: Um, was, I'm not I, – I'm. may. they sound familiar, but I'm – Yeah,
1: yeah, King of Tone. They're like the natural transparent overdrive. That's really nice too, But but my go-to – if if I could tell anyone to get one pedal that's an overdrive, it would be the the AC booster by exotic. So is that would be the mine. white one. Uh, no, that's the RC. The, the AC is the yellow one. Okay. I honestly I think any of the exotic like overdrive pedals, boosts, any of those, incredible. I think they're really good. So exotic. Amazing. Amazing stuff.
0: Do you do, you, uh, do you do anything with, like, um, Leslie Simulation or rot- Rotary, anything like that?
1: I haven't. I, I had a friend that I play in a band with, and, and he's, got, he's got the Line 6 M9, and it's got that emulation on it. And when he played it, I thought it was really awesome. And now I want to get, like, an analog one just like that does the sound really well. Yeah. Uh, I haven't messed with the one myself, but I think it's a really cool sound. So it's uh, something I want to dive into for sure.
0: Yeah. They're, they're fun. Um, yeah. it's very gushy. Yeah. Very, it's is a very, cool, very, yeah. Cool it's, you, you can get away with a lot. Like, yeah. especially if you put it in front of an acoustic, you mm. kind of, yeah, it's mm. like, it's like compression, but it's just weird, mm. and more musical. Yeah. yeah Cause literally yeah. it is. Yeah. But anyway, um, I know yeah, in Nashville. Def- they use a lot of they. They do the Leslie thing once in a while over there. Yeah,
1: yeah. The Nashville like go to overdrive is called a Nobles ODR one. That's like, I guess you could say legendary. And it's just right. very popular. It's that green box. It's like seventy bucks. And it's just like that Nashville overdrive. That's a really popular net Nashville one. So
0: is that similar to the the Ibanez TR nine or whatever it is that old uh, the tube screamer. Yeah, the tube screamer.
1: Um yes, I th- I would say it's comparable to a tube screamer without the mid-range hump. Right. That's how that's how I'd put it. So. Yeah. So yeah. That's um, how I would put it.
0: What what are what before all this before the world <laughs> literally shut down? <laughs> yep. Um you were you were doing some stuff with Bryce. Yeah. Uh, yep, Bryce you want to talk the- about that for a little bit?
1: sure yeah so i moved to nashville in june of 2019 and uh so making the jump it's it's a more of a difficult transition you know you kind of you have to go through a period of nothing essentially right. but i was i was really lucky i i i met him the first week i moved to nashville and which was awesome because i met him at this party that was an ep release party and i met a bunch of artists and musicians that night but when I met him he was looking for a a lead guitar player and he knew me as that and I got his Instagram and all that and you know I I got really lucky about it and we played our first gig together in August at the House of Blues and we've been playing a couple times a month uh every month since then and uh playing with Bryce Malden it's always a good time. You know, it's, it's a good band. It's a good hang. Uh, The music's fun to play. Music's good. It's just a good, it's a good time, you know? So, and playing with him, it's, it's nice because what I typically do in Nashville is like the four hour Broadway gigs right now, you know, Uh, which is kind of like cut your teeth type gig. Right. Uh, But when I play with him, it's usually something really cool, like out of
0: state in Florida a lot of the time um so you are so you're doing the uh <laughs> man, it, that's nuts that whole broadway thing like
1: yeah yeah when i was yeah,
0: there uh yeah 2018 and whenever yep. i was there again 2019 i've been in nashville like more times than i can count in the last two years yeah and it had nothing to do with music yeah <laughs> it was I like you. you know in a movie or filming something or yeah work you know it was just like I was passing through, but the Broadway scene, you, yeah, you got you to talk about that for a little bit because I, I remember <laughs> walking through there a couple of years ago, and I was like, no, yeah. this is the definition of cacophony. This is like, yeah, exactly. This is crazier than New York. There's, it's like yeah. literally crazier than parts of New York."
1: <laughs> that explains it pretty well, I think. <laughs> yeah. So the Broadway thing. You know, so I kind of knew when I moved to Nashville, I wasn't going to be able to do like a full time, like really cool stuff, you know, like grab a tour or something, you know, like it's just not typically the way it works. I knew I kind of had to start from the bottom and and I just saw Broadway as like the ultimate opportunity to like make money essentially in Nashville and play, make money playing. Uh, So pretty much right when I moved to Nashville, I was going down to Broadway like all the time just being like man I just I, if I could just like play these gigs on a weekly basis I would be like set like <laughs> I'm I'm good to go I got my start in <laughs> excuse me I got my start in Nashville uh you know and I I ended up playing Broadway in August and I've been playing there on a weekly basis since then except of course the corona thing but besides right. that um in August I actually started playing on Broadway and been playing a few times a week or so ever since then. On Broadway, so yeah. But anyways, play on Broadway. It's just a crazy thing. It's a as you can imagine, all the drunk people. Uh, that's what it is. Oh, it's and-
0: nuts, man. That that's it, it. Reminds me of like when I played the frat houses at yeah. UNC and Duke and yeah. State. Like, yeah, you know, and that was. I wasn't 21 at that point. I was, like, 18, 19 when I was playing those. Sometimes, no, I mean, even, like, 16, 17. I don't think I was of age.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. But It's a crazy street for sure. Uh, It's a lot of requests from drunk people and just a lot of craziness for sure. Now, I mean, Uh, is it
0: like, are you guys – do you guys go in as an actual band or is it just a bunch of – is it like a pool of people and you just kind of call whoever up and
1: it's both. So I play with, I've played with a few Broadway groups and some, some do that. They're just like, okay, I don't have a drummer. I'm just going to call this guy that. (laughs) And and it's like last minute. You typically follow like, there's like a hundred songs that you're going to play, you know, that that you have to know. And right. this just, it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to call this drummer. Uh, he's going to know, and like, he'll be fine right? kind of thing. Right. And same. And that goes with any uh, musician in the band. Uh, but I play with other bands too. And it's just like, uh, and it's like an actual band, you know, you, you stay with each other, you, you know, you just go in as a band. There's not really subs and stuff, but definitely Broadway that scene is, a lot of subs uh, never doing rehearsals. Like that's unheard of for bra. Like no way, you know, like um, and just craziness, you know? So a lot of times you're going to play a song you've never played before, you know, cause you just got, got a request and somebody thinks they could sing it, you know? Right. <laughs> and it's one of those things, you know?
0: Right. So. Um. Yeah. It sounds like North Carolina open mics, someone uh, <laughs> someone yeah. help prep you for that type of atmosphere
1: oh i can imagine yeah
0: <laughs> well i mean you were there at some of them oh yeah i right? was there at some yeah you know those, yeah. those blues jams but oh oh yeah yeah it's sure. it's more but it's more than blues because i i know like when i was walking around it was very i was surprised man i was hearing a lot of shit like top 40 yeah and it was, it was all, yeah, it was all like four or five piece Nashville band. Yeah. It sounded good. I was just, I was just yeah. like, man, why am I hearing Katy Perry?
1: Yeah. Are you talking about Broadway? Yeah. 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 You're going to get a lot of that for sure. <laughs> gonna it be was almost like of half
0: of what I heard. It wasn't even country. Yeah. Like half of what I heard.
1: Yeah. It yeah. depends on the bar, too. Right. Uh, some bars are very traditional country music, and some are. There's like a bar like Kid Rocks, and that's like just rock music, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then you got a bar like Roberts, and that's like straight up 60s, 50s, like country music, you know, like very traditional, and then and everything in between, you know. So it depends on the bar, too, you know.
0: And so I noticed it was nuts every night. It didn't matter if it was a weeknight or oh yeah, weekend.
1: yeah yeah, if you go when it's popping like in the summer, spring, fall, you know. That's how it is.
0: Just now, this this is just a ridiculous question. And I feel yeah. like I already know the answer to it cuz I feel like I already asked this question before to somebody else when I was there. Yeah. The girls yeah. that are walking around. Yeah. Where are they coming from? Are they, are are they, they college girls? Like are they like wh- who are these girls cuz they're gorgeous and it's like where are they coming from? <laughs>
1: I would say there's a lot of beauty in Nashville. I I would say <laughs> but um
0: cuz a lot of okay, them they don't look like they're in the industry. They're just out like bar hopping. No, 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 no.
1: Yeah. So, I would say most of the people that you see uh so you go there on a Friday night and you see all the craziness. Most of those people and girls are it's probably 50% tourists, you uh, know. 50% tourists and then there's like the locals that go to Broadway, they go there to get really drunk, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know. So if you're a local in Nashville and you're like, okay, we're going to Broadway tonight, like you know, it's gonna it's gonna be till three in the morning. You're gonna be shit faced. It's gonna it's get great. lit.
0: It's gonna get real wet. <laughs> it's, <lit.
1: laughs> it's gonna get lit. Yeah. Um. So so that's the the locals that you see around that street are there to get really messed up, you know? <laughs> so, but, but yeah, Nashville is also a college town, you know? So there's like right. Belmont, Vanderbilt, and of course those kids like to get messed up too. So, <laughs> so yeah. So that that's mainly what it is. The, it's the
0: night scene, that kind of thing. So. Um, future plans for you, which are like, who knows? Because every yeah. everybody's in the same boat, but I, yeah. I'm asking folks this question just to see where, yeah. where the headspace is at and what you know, what your thoughts are.
1: How far are we going?
0: I mean, man, future? you know, I mean, you could also take it from this angle and make it a little bit more. Um, if you don't want to get as personal, it could also. Oh no. Well, That's then cool. we'll we'll do the two sides of it: the personal side, and then also your your opinion on live music and how it's going to be after this
1: (laughs) all right so coronavirus aside uh basically yeah so moved to nashville with the plan to be session guitar player like play for other people right because that always seemed like my foot in the door essentially that that was my way to play and make money doing it pay the rent and all that um so I, i do plan to keep playing for people for the next like five years you know however long it takes but i do so i'm 22 now i do in the future i want to put together like an original band and um play original music with my own band down the road after i really i'm really just paying my dues right now that that's how i see it yeah um so i would like to do that in about you know later in my 20s for sure
0: well you're doing it right i mean the 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 uh the role it's a relationship business 110 yeah. percent that's yeah. that's what that's what gets gigs and that's yeah. that's what gets yeah. higher higher uh opportunities yeah. you know i've yeah dude i've seen it so many times in the acting world um yeah. i've seen it so many times to- like it and that's just as bad as the music industry i, I mean it's horrible horrible like so many people yeah, I are, imagine yeah like and you know how it is there's so many people that are at a certain level their talent level really doesn't deserve to be there, but it's just because the money was there, the resources were there, or they knew somebody who knew somebody. Yeah. Right place at the right time. So you're doing everything right, man.
1: Thanks. I appreciate it. So, but, okay, now with the corona thing, I do like to, (laughs) I try to keep it as optimistic as possible. You know, I I do, when things do get rolling again, I, I really... I just hope it's one of those things like people are sick of being in the house all the time and they want to go see music, you know, that, right. that's what I'm hoping for, you know? So that's what I'm hoping for.
0: So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with people in general, how they, yeah. how they handle it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll see. I mean, of course, there's going to be people that, you know, never leave the house again. You know, of course that's right. going to be, but I think I think the majority, you know, want to go back out to restaurants and see live music and all that kind of stuff. Get back to their normal life.
0: For sure, ma'am.
1: So and that's what I'm hoping for.
0: Well, I've got a, a fun little thing I like doing at the end. Uh, I call it the yeah. shootout. And I just say a word that's industry related and specific <laughs> to your niche. And then okay. you, you kind of fire something back. Just a word? One Just word. a word or a phrase or you know whatever comes okay. to mind. All right. Let's go. Electric guitar. Awesome. Acoustic guitar. Beautiful. <laughs> Amp.
1: Uh, tasteful. I- I'm giving you one word.
0: That's <laughs> good. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all
1: I got.
0: <laughs> cabinet.
1: Um... Differentiating
0: strings.
1: <laughs> uh, strings make a big difference. Elixirs.
0: <laughs> oh, he's one of those
1: guys. Elixirs, one of those guys. Elixirs, that's my plug. Uh, pickups. Uh, bridge pickup is awesome. Yeah, does a great job. <laughs> does a yeah. great job
0: for a lot of things. Um, EQ. Um,
1: very relevant in music software. Very. But when you're just playing, (laughs) just set it all to five. (laughs) Set the amp to five. Uh, compression. Uh, that's a new thing for me. Um, compression is really fun. Squishy. Yes. Just, just helpful. Tightens things up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, distortion. A rabbit
1: hole. I haven't, heard, <laughs> I
0: haven't heard of it.
1: <laughs> it's a rabbit hole. Um, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Overdrive yeah, exactly. and distortion.
0: It's a rabbit hole. Man. I'm thinking like rabbit hole. Is that a pedal that I haven't heard of? Because nah, whenever, like, whenever I say distortion, like, with guitar players, they always say, like, some pedal, usually. Yeah. In the audio yeah. world, everybody, yeah. talk, everybody talks about it from, like, studio Clipping studio. and diodes, all that, yeah. Right. So, yeah. I was I – was, I, <laughs> see, I was preconditioned for I, – I, you got me there. You won that round.
1: <laughs> I, I got one good. I got one good. So. Picks. Um. Grippy and medium. It's really good.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's dude. That's thin for me. I haven't played of those in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but love those. The grip. Uh, the Dunlop. It's like a one point two or a one point four. It's got the grip on the. It's, it's yeah, uh, yeah. It's pretty thick. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I got one more pizza.
1: Uh, I love Buffalo pizza. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm a pineapple guy. Give me the pineapple on it. Ah, uh,
0: we were, we were berating <laughs> pineapple pizza folks. Uh, who was it? Taylor Reese. Yeah. She's a, she's a country artist up in New York. She was on earlier this week and we were yes. like, yeah, pineapple pizza people. What is wrong <laughs> with these people? You want know one of those guys, man? No, it's like it, if you have the palate for it, people love it.
1: Yeah. It's really good. It just adds that little fruity
0: to it. <laughs> so I mean I guess it kinda makes sense. Like I the fruit in the cheese makes sense. You know, yeah. but the fruit in the tomato sauce, like the marinara, I don't
1: Oh, I know what you mean
0: there. I know what you mean there. You know what I mean? And the bread.
1: I relate to yeah. Usually when I have pizza with pineapple on it, it usually doesn't have this the red sauce.
0: Ah. So Well, maybe I'll try that then. Yeah. Yeah, that's typically what it is. So this is the last question that I ask everybody. Um, If you could go back in time to your 15-year-old self, knowing what you know now, what would you tell them? Um,
1: I would say go to that Jason Mico gig. (laughs) Play that gig. (laughs) Like I did. I did do that, though. That was my 15-year-old self. Um, I, w- I would tell myself, just just stay true to your yourself. You're a musician and stay true to it. You know, yeah. that's about it. So
0: that's, So you're that's you're, it. you're saying that somewhere I actually influenced you. Is that what that loosely was? Yeah.
1: Uh Wow. When you you invite when I was like fourteen or fifteen, you invited me to a gig to play one of my finger style acoustic songs, and
0: oh that yeah, was, yeah, Dude, that was so long ago. I totally forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. I yeah. just remember I remember us jamming at like Rock Harbor. Um, oh yeah, and, no,
1: that was way later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's crazy,
0: so, man. I forgot about yeah. that.
1: Yeah, so doing that little thing, um, that was like one of my. That might have been my first time playing in front of anybody. So, yeah.
0: It's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. <That's> cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you're a hell of a player. Thanks. And, you know, just glad to stay in touch. Glad we could actually work this in.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. We definitely need to do it again in the future.
0: Yeah. You know, when things, when things kind of settle down and hopefully get back to normal. Um. No, I'm. I'm actually thinking about kind of doing the Nashville thing for a little bit. I don't know if I'll yeah. move out there, but maybe just yeah. do like an Airbnb thing for a couple of months. Just get it. Awesome. You know, hang out. Yeah. I know a lot of people there. um, yeah. And just just do it because I've been in the New York situation for years with the the acting. That was that was why I never went to Nashville. Was because yeah, I was working through two careers at once, but. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I don't know if New York's really gonna bounce back.
1: Yeah, how long yeah. it's gonna
0: take for it to bounce back after this.
1: Right. You know? Yeah. Well, Nashville is an awesome place. The I, I would say the whole music community is really welcoming and just nice people. You know, it's a good yeah. place to be.
0: So. Anytime I've done jams there it was a ball and the you know, yeah, every, everybody could play their asses off. Yeah, yeah. So you know? it's a good place to be.
1: It's a really good place.
0: Well cool, man. For a musician. Um your description or the description box will have your social media links, but tell everybody real awesome. quick your handles and uh uh it's just
1: you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. That's about all I got the TikTok, but just <laughs> D- Dave Myreno. Um Maierino spelled M A I O R I N O. And that's where you can find me. So awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for
0: having me. Oh, dude, thanks for thanks. – you're welcome. Thanks for being a part of it and you know, of taking, time to, taking time out of your quarantine scheduling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's really cool that you're doing this. So.
0: Well, thanks, man. Yeah. You guys have been watching the Jason D'Amico Show, listening to the Jason D'Amico Show, um, available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Simplecast, and YouTube. And, uh, yeah. We'll see you guys on the next one.
1: See you around.